Hello, today's guest is double Paralympic gold medal winner Richard Whitehead, who's going to make us very jealous. <laughs> well, I try to anyway. So it's 35 degrees outside. I've just done a massive track session and I've just jumped in and out of the pool. And like you say, jealous, I'm, I'm not really sure about that. Um, I'd rather be at home with my kids and doing the homeschooling, not. <laughs> I'd, I'd definitely rather be here in the sun because of the, the preparation I need to do, obviously, for Tokyo. Yes, welcome to Destination Tokyo. It's the podcast that's covering stories of Olympians and Paralympians who are hoping to make Tokyo this summer. It's a daily podcast, Monday to Friday, and today's guest is a gold medal winner from London 2012 and Rio 2016 on the track. It's Richard Whitehead. Where are you and what are you doing? So I'm in Stellenbosch, South Africa, and it's my warm weather training camp. We do this every year. It's between three and four weeks away in the climate that's conducive to what I need to do at the moment and that's put some pace down on the track. It's a really integral part of my training moving forwards towards uh, Tokyo. You say you do it every year but this isn't any year is it and there's a lot of controversy no, and mixed sure. feelings at home I think about elite athletes going overseas for training at this time. What, what do you say to that? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we, we abide by all the protocols here. I've got a coach that's that's in that vulnerable category. So I'm really conscious about not just my own safety, but my, my coach's safety as well. And it's really important that we abide by all the, the rules. Um, but as part of my job, as part of my work, I cannot fulfill my requirements within my job unless I come out here and, and deliver what I'm doing at the moment. It's not I don't come out here because I enjoy the fruits of that, the the sun, the the great food. It's more about smashing the track and setting up my season. And hopefully with it, with what I'm doing out here in January, you'll be able to see the fruits of that in the in the summer and hopefully bring some joy to the public because we've had a lot of negativity and whether it's around the feeling around COVID or the press or lack of opportunities for general members of public within sport, recreational sport, professional sport, and those that can continue, let's hope we can give back over the summer and uh, make it a positive, a positive out of a negative. Can you explain what you can't do in your hometown of Loughborough that you will be doing out in South Africa? Yeah, so uh, I'm from Nottingham and I, I travel to Loughborough and train there. The, the track in January is normally either iced over or, or very slow, where athletes have to put pace into their legs and generate those, those fast twitch fibres in their body, activate those fast twitch fibres to, to become that, that sprinter that they want to be in the season. I've tried before to go to other environments to train in January and it just isn't as conducive as what I need here and that's to get away for 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 3 to 4 weeks and concentrate solely on rest recovery and hard training on the track. So you know then that this time in the bank will bear fruit in the summer. Yeah, definitely and my coach is very much a a practitioner that that thrives on uh on numbers and he's he's got all the the kind of graphs that show that if I don't come out to South Africa it has a detrimental effect on on myself of being an athlete we had a, a conversation over over weeks around should we go to South Africa 
uh, what's the, the implications of going, being safe, uh, the protocols that we need to put in place over this pandemic, and also what if we don't go away? And if we didn't go to warm weather training, it would have a massive impact on on my performance in the summer. I wouldn't be the, the Richard Whiter that people see on the track in previous games because I wouldn't have had the the opportunity to train at the level that I need. And whether you're 44 or 21, you need those you need those opportunities. And athletes are really struggling at the moment to get away and train because most of the athletes go to America or South Africa or Dubai to train. And a, a lot of those facilities and countries are not allowing uh, foreign athletes from other countries to, 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 to do their training. So their work is hampered. So they're having to train in the UK indoors. And for me, obviously, I'm a 200-metre runner. There's a 100-metre uh, track indoors in Loughborough, but it takes me 180 metres to get going. So I can never utilise that. Now, I can see you, because we're recording this over a video link. You're looking pretty knackered. It's the middle of the day. What are you going to <laughs> Yeah, I, I am. I'm for, I've smashed it on the track today. It's, um, it's our second week out here. We've done a, a session that really pushes me mentally as well as physically. 250 metres, then you have four minutes rest, and then you go and smash a 150, and then you do a two, 200 then a 150 after four minutes, and then you do 150, four minutes, 150. And literally what it does, it takes you into those lactic deficits. My legs feel screwed at the moment. It's, um, it's, it's definitely a feeling that I don't miss. But also I understand that this is the reason why I'm able to perform at the level that I can because I'm going into these areas that, uh, that make me the best athlete. I understand that, that Keith layers my training in a way that enables me to respond well to sessions like I've done today. So even though it's 35 degrees outside, I'm still putting in the hard graphs because it, Tokyo it might be 35 degrees, it might be really humid. So we need to replicate those, uh, those environments within our training and have those gold medal moments within training as well. And hopefully, whether the times are on point or not, hopefully I put in a gold medal performance today. Well, last summer in Tokyo, last September, I think it was 35 degrees and humid. Yeah, definitely. And last year, the, the, I think the, the big disappointment for me was last year I uh, made some real sacrifices to, to, to get to where I needed to be. So I lost a, a lot of weight uh, and on my Dexter scan, I was the, the lowest I'd ever been, like 8% body fat. Uh, I was running incredibly well in South Africa last year, uh, felt on point. We were just about getting ready to go to uh, Brazil, Sao Paulo and race out there and then plan to go to America and some European races. And then obviously the COVID uh, hit. So mentally, as well as physically, it's been a real struggle to get back into that, that mindset to push on for another year. I kind of know what's, what's expected when I come here. I get here, I train, I recover, I eat well, and we build. We're building through, we do 12 track sessions while we're here in, th in three weeks. And the gym sessions and, and circuits are on top of that. But it's all about building confidence, building momentum towards, obviously, Tokyo. Now, aside from your track work, during lockdown, you've launched a podcast. Yes, I have, yeah, with England striker Ellen White. Fantastic to do that. She's a fantastic person to work with as well because she brings a different kind of energy to, to the podcast, her, her knowledge of, of, of sport, but also her passion for for people and uh, learning from others 
is something that's really motivated me to to up my game. And uh, I, I love doing the podcast. It's um, it's great. We've had some inspiring people on the on the podcast. That's really been thought provoking in the respect that lots of these skills that they've acquired through their athletic ability it relates to everyday issues and barriers and obstacles in life we've had tom daly on greg rutherford the amazing uh, ronnie o'sullivan and we've heard some some stories of of hope and aspiration but also some things that have really been like touching and they've, they've opened up to us that they've never done with anybody else just the empathy side around that it's tough at the moment and they might be going through some really dark times, but I remember what one moment when we were talking to you and Thomas about overcoming some of the mental health issues that he had, and it, it got really emotional, and it was a it was a really touching moment that me and Eleanor uh, had with with Ewan, and uh, I know the viewers and the listeners of the podcast have really got something from it, and we want to we want to grow that in into a podcast that's solely for the listener and viewer because we want uh, to be able to give back to society and leave that legacy for sport. There's still a list. I mean, you mentioned some names there, and you've got Becky Addington and Chris Hoy too. It's called Track and Ball. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. It's also on YouTube, yep. and it's a really good listen. And watch if you're on YouTube. Uh, well, Richard, you need some beauty sleep, so I'm going to leave you and uh, catch up with you in a few weeks. And that's just about it for today. Thank you to Richard Whitehead from South Africa. If you want to make a donation and making these podcasts to help raise money for Maggie's Cancer Centres, you can go to justgiving.co.uk and search Destination Tokyo. In the meantime, I'll be back tomorrow when I've got a very colourful member of the GB Archery Squad. Until then, thanks for listening and goodbye.